From the Church of the Nazarene and Mesoamerica Genesis, you're listening to the Worthless Servants Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Worthless Servants Podcast. It is so good to be back with you. We have had a wonderful time in the past few months touching on some key issues and different things. And uh, even I believe last episode was on the Great Commission. Uh, Now we're going to talk about an article. And before I dive in, I want to introduce a few people to you. Across from me is Natalie Franco. Hey, guys. Oh, she was ready. I was trying to (laughs) trying to catch her. And then on her right, Emily Armstrong. Hey, everyone. To my left, AJ Fry. Hi, guys. And to my right, if you're keeping track at home, Chelsea Fry. Fun facts with Chelsea. Fun fact. Entenmann, I'm going to butcher that name. Uh, it's a donut baker- bakery in Pennsylvania. Is the largest donut bakery in the United States and aka the world. It turns out 100,000 donuts every hour. What? what? I that... think we need to go visit that place. Yeah. <laughs> Entenmann's has good bagels, I think, too. Uh, bagels? No. In a year, donuts. it's enough donuts. donuts. If you laid them end to end, it would go around the earth nine times. Whoa. Wow. For a year? Yeah. In a year. If, they if, make enough donuts in a year. To go around the world nine times. That you could times. wrap the world in donuts. Nine times. Nine times. A warm, sugary blanket of donuts. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting that it's donuts because I know them more for their coffee cakes in the United oh, States. Oh, coffee cakes. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know if I've ever seen a box of donuts or a bag of donuts. I'd have to Google that and say I'm sure I've had them, but... This okay, yummy coffee cake. For anyone listening, <laughs> we are recording this right before lunch. Not a good thing. No, but we are Not talking about temptations. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Thank you, Chelsea. That is good. So our article actually talks about four temptations that leaders face. And there, it's really four categories of things. And again, we've used this author before. It's Dan Ryland, and he is a pastor and an author. And uh, you can find this article in the show notes, but it's, uh, yeah, it's a wonderful article that kind of made us think. So we wanted to bring it to you and and talk about this. Chelsea, I I don't know, could you give us kind of an overview of where the author is coming from? Yeah, so Dan is, Dan, we're on first term, first name basis. Uh, He is talking about how leaders um, under pressure, under um, different life circumstances can be tempted. And it is something that all of us deal with. It's not something like special to leaders or special to bad leaders. Um, it's how we deal with temptation that matters. And so he, he breaks down, uh, these, these temptations into four different categories. And he's, the article's really great because it not only names the, the temptations, which he says is important to name it so that you can identify it, which is great. But he also gives ways that you can fight against it. So that is my kind of article. I think maybe a question that I have for all of us is since we're a missions podcast, maybe there's some things that we can do to specifically think about these temptations, not just in a general way, you know, or even sometimes we talk about a church way, but, you know, as missionaries, what are some of the ways that maybe we feel like this in another culture or even are things that maybe we struggle with or, or would be able to put into to practice. Yeah. Well, the category that I identified most with, and I think probably this episode is going to be a little vulnerable mm-hmm. as we talk about kind of what we've struggled with, 
but was just the pressure temptations. And he talks about uh, specifically when we're under pressure that we tend to do certain things. And he mentioned two things that I know that I have done and certainly been tempted to do uh, in ministry. One was over-exaggerating. And I find myself when I want to share what God is doing, a lot of what we do, I mean, it is cool. It's uh, We see lives changed. But there are sometimes you want to kind of, even though it didn't exactly happen that way, well, it makes a better story if it did, you know? Mm-hmm. And so on deputation, let's share it in a different way than it actually happened. And no one will really know. And, you know, even the pressure to provide like a, a story of transformation when you feel like, well, for the past months, I don't have a lot of those. Like mm-hmm. we've been plugging away and we've been doing our best, but I don't really have a good story. Well, let, let's provide something. Let's try and, you know, not fabricate, but just exaggerate or or try to try to come up with something. Do you feel like you put that pressure on yourself or do you feel like that pressure comes from somewhere else? I do feel like it's it it's on myself, honestly, mm-hmm. because I, I can't identify, honestly, anybody that has said, you have to justify why we are paying you. Mm-hmm. You have to justify yeah. why we're giving offerings. No one's ever said that. But like, I feel like, man, we're sent by the church. I better produce something, a good story to tell some people. Yeah. Well, I was just even to say, I, I think that that's maybe why we can see these things as temptations, you know, like when we put it in that biblical way of understanding how Satan tempted Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, like these are things that Satan is putting in our path so that it trips us up so that so that we're not serving God the way that we're supposed to be serving. So like, that's why I was asking, like, maybe there are some external things that make us feel that way. But I think a lot of the things in this, you know, article and even this context are things that are like we put it on ourselves, you know, and, and it's Satan that is trying to tempt us to do something. So I appreciate you even giving giving that example, because I feel that I fall into that, too. You know, like I I want to please everyone else of like your dollars are going somewhere and look yeah. what it's doing. So that's that's really helpful. Well, another part of the pressure temptations uh, that he said, uh, really a very good uh, pastor and author, because just for him to identify what he said was cutting corners, cutting corners. And I I started to think, well, no, I, you know, I do everything with integrity and I, I do. But then I started to think, you know what, when I'm under pressure and there's a lot of work and I am going to be preaching a sermon, there are times when I'm just like, man, I just, Instead of really doing the hard work of thinking, what is this congregation or what does that camp need? There are times I'll just be like, I'll use this. I'll use a sermon I've used before. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I'll just, uh, you know, I'm pretty good at, at just teaching and just yeah, I'll figure something out the day before. You know, like even as I in- admit this, I'm like embarrassed right now because <laughs> there are people listening to this and things. But like that is cutting corners. That's not giving the best that they invited me for. Or I'm a pastor that my church, my congregation needs, you know, they need me to be in the word and give them the word for that week, you know, and I'm just kind of going on just, uh, I don't know, preaching light, if you want to say Mm. it that way. So yeah, I've shared a little bit, but do you identify with any of these other categories? I do. I did identify myself with the people temptation. You know, it's happened sometimes that I'm, I have a lot of things to do with, you know, architecture, with the ministry, with church. And someone asked me to, to do something, to do something for them. And even though I my time is like full, I say yes. And I take whatever they ask me to do, I put it first. Mm. And um, 
after that, I feel overwhelmed. I have to be <laughs> honest. I feel overwhelmed because I had a lot of things to do and then I'm doing another things for another people. I didn't want to, I don't want to say no. And I have this temptation to do it first so I can glad that person. And what happened next is I feel this overwhelmed that I feel this anger with, yes. And mm. you, do you remember I told you I like Hulk? It is yeah. because, oh, the Incredible Hulk, yes. Yes, it's because sometimes I'm like Hulk when I'm overwhelmed with everything. Yeah. I, I think five episodes ago or so, yes. we got to know Natalie and she said her favorite Avenger was Hulk, yes. So, well, yeah. so you mentioned people pleasing. Again, these are temptations that leaders face. We think of temptation as all of these vices, right? Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's in leading, it's that wanting to please everybody Make everyone glad, I think, mm -hmm. is the way you put it. Mm -hmm. But then also it dilutes your effectiveness in everything. Mm -hmm. And instead of giving your best to a few things, you're giving just mediocre level to many things. And I like it. I mean, I like I really like to please the people. I really mm -hmm. like to serve as much as I can. But sometimes I don't measure what I can and what I cannot. Mm -hmm. So this is the temptation. It's my fault because I don't know like in what part. How to say no. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Natalie, I think that's a piece that um, especially affects church in general. And when I say church, I mean like the people of the church. Um, again, we are not a building, we are a people. And understanding that we have this mandate to um, just go all in. And, you know, like when I'm talking to people and I preach, I often say like, go all in. And, and it, usually ends up being in that type of mentality of we just don't know when to say no because we feel like we need to be everything to everyone and um you can you can put biblical context behind some of that even and again in my own mind when i think well you can put biblical context behind be everything to everyone but understand when satan is trying to twist the word of god and the truth of god and applying it to our lives and that is for sure something that i think uh is on top of everyone and Another one that I noticed and, and, and can see, um, especially as a missionary, and I would say uh, not just as a missionary, but speaking specifically as a missionary of we're going on our 17th year of service, that we just have a lot of knowledge. We have a lot of experience. Um, we found in our own lives, and, 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 and I say we as in Scott and I, that um, something that I feel that happens when you're in your 40s and 50s probably is I've said a lot, like I feel like we're hitting like this sweet spot of ministry mm. and um, that like all of the experiences that we've had as young people is starting to to coalesce with the values that we've created and who we know ourselves to be and and it's a really beautiful place to be in but Dan Ryland speaks about this power temptation and um, I think that's something that you I can find myself falling easily into of like my knowledge and my experience is so much more deep than yours is mm -hmm. that um, I am going to just lord that over you. And like this act of um, humbling myself, it has become something that God has really talked to me about of, hey, when you feel like you have gone all the way and you deserve the leadership that you're in and people need to look to you more, like, let that be a red flag in your life. Let that be <laughs> something that you need to bring back down. And and um, I think there are so many good things that God has placed within us that when the temptation comes to, to manipulate it, I, I'm a big believer in something called strengths finders. And they talk about 
about this beautiful gifting that God has made all of us super unique and the way that we see the world and, and we function in the world. Um, so many good things that God's given us, but those good things can be seen as like this shadow side as well of like it, it turns into a manipulation of where you you can really get along with people, but you also can and make them do what you want them to do because it becomes manipulative. So some of those things I think are the temptation of power of like, well, you need to listen to me because I've got the experience. And and it's like, oh no, like God, never let me get to that place. Don't let me get to the place where I just can't learn more, where I can't learn from somebody younger than me. Well, and, and that's something that I that I feel like God has opened up my mind to more in the past couple of years and something that I feel like as I get older will continue to be a power temptation mm -hmm. that I constantly have to bring before the throne of God. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think I think I resonate somewhat with that one as well, because when I was in taking classes at the university, myself and a lot of other people that were like in the ministry major uh, course would often talk about, you know, being pastors of these large congregations, you know, these mega churches. And I realize now like those conversations were just because I wanted the money that those churches provided to their pastors. You know, mm -hmm. I wanted the the lifestyle. Well, yeah. stability. Yes, too. stability and lifestyle that those provided. But also a lot of those pastors were like writing books and very influential in society. And I saw that power in there. And that's something mm. that I wanted. Yeah. That is not something I want now because I don't want, like, I'm, I'm afraid of that spotlight. <laughs> You've run the other way. Yes. <laughs> um, and, I, and I realize now, like, how big of a commitment it would be to be one of those pastors or one mm. of those leaders and how much uh, pressure is on them. Mm. You know, the, another one that he mentions also is the purity temptation. And he mentions kind of more from the perspective of like sexual temptations um, of pornography or, or um, being disloyal to your spouse and speaking as someone that God has redeemed me from some of those situations. Mm -hmm. um, that's a very real temptation mm -hmm. and uh, doesn't go away just because God redeems you from them. But also I would like to also point out that this could also mean like addictions, not just to to pornography, but mm. to drugs or alcohol, yeah. even to social media or to mm. things that the, our society has claimed are good and beneficial. And they, there are beneficial points to those some of those things, but we have to be aware that they can also become a temptation and a point where Satan can take a hold of us yeah. uh, because they can be addictive. And so not just from the from the impurity side of that, but when we allow ourselves to, to, to give in to the temptation of addictions, whatever that would be, mm -hmm. we are no longer holding ourselves solely for God. We're giving ourselves to this other thing, yeah. whether it is Netflix or, mm -hmm. you know, sports or whatever. And that can be a very real temptation for people too. The integrity of time, how we yes. use our time, exactly. you know, when no one's looking doesn't have to always be some something that people would be shocked at, but right. just we're filling our lives with something that's, you know, again, it could be neutral um, or it could just be something that's like, we're not, we're not filling. I'm thinking of the Philippians passage. We're not filling our lives with everything that is noble, everything, everything that is pure, everything that is right, everything that is holy, you know, all, all that he lists out and says, think of those things, right. you know, mm -hmm. well, right. then instead we're thinking about, the whatever social media tells us mm -hmm. and that right now is not the greatest you right. know 
we've this has been interesting. We've talked about all these categories. Uh, I'm trying to not forget any. Um, we talked about power temptations. We talked about purity. We talked about pressure temptations, and we talked about people temptations. That was interesting too. So let's kind of end with some hope. Like, is there any cure for this, or are there any ways to? you know, battle against these temptations. Obviously there is, and we can say the the super spiritual ones are get in the word, you know, uh, take a rest. We've talked about Sabbath before, uh, but what other ones did he mention or have been helpful in our lives? I think for me, one of the things that's been real transformative over the past few years is the power of verbal confession. Mm. And um, there is a reality that when you are not struggling with this internal secret of like, this is tempting, this is tempting, but literally saying it to one person of, I need to be broken free from the temptation of like saying it breaks a chain. It literally breaks a chain. And I don't know Mm -hmm. how it works, but I think Satan really does like work in the secret spaces. And so if it's a secret for us, it's going to be difficult. Mm. But like the minute that you can verbalize it and say, I need grace from God and allow somebody else to say, I too need grace from God mm-hmm. and we're going to seek grace together. You know, that all of a sudden it's like this thing that was just weighing on me and I could not get out of is all of a sudden something that I can have power over. Yeah. And God and the Holy Spirit gives us that ability. But to me, that that act of confession has been has been key in, mm-hmm. in being able to resist temptation. Yeah. I follow a podcaster and author that she talks about the fact that you should never have have a secret life. There should be somebody in your world that knows your secrets. And that is not for like sharing secrets. It's for it's for accountability purposes mm. of your secret life is usually the things you're ashamed of mm. or the mm. things that you are trying to get away with that are not something you actually agree with. Mm. And so um I I really agree with that. I don't want to have a secret in my life. I'm very bad at keeping secrets. <laughs> um, all of my friends know I'm the worst at keeping secrets. And so, like, I really appreciate the idea of, of not having that fester, mm-hmm. of that not being able to be something that's dark and creepy. Mm-hmm. Well, after listening to Emily, uh, it came to my mind this time when I was talking with a friend, we were facing the same temptation and we were failing. We were failing a lot of time with the same temptation. Mm-hmm. And um, we were able to talk about that, uh, to see like both perspective. And we started to pray for mm-hmm. that. And I remember sometimes when I fail, I call him, I did it. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and then he called me, I did it too. Mm-hmm. And then we were like in this position, we pray for each other. We were like, you know what? Just keep doing, just don't give up, just keep doing. And I can tell you, it was like, what? One or two years ago and I, have, I haven't done that. And mm. it was, it started from that moment. We both decided to talk about that. Mm. We both decided to pray for that mm-hmm. and to put that in, heads, in, in God's hands. And also something that has been helping me or helped me a lot with others temptations where was this um, verse of the bible james 1 12 mm-hmm. blessed is the one who endures temptation because when he has withstood the test he will receive the crown of the life that god has promised mm-hmm. to those who loved him mm-hmm. wow 
So every time I was facing that temptation, I was just in Spanish, of course. I know in Spanish. Bienaventurado el varón que soporta la tentación, porque cuando ya resistido a la prueba, recibirá la corona de vida que Dios le prometido a los que le ama. I was just repeating. Well, this is good. This is good. Man, I mean, I, for people learning Spanish, man, you got to go back. You got to put that on like half speed and just listen to that. That was Dominican fast Spanish right there. There you go. But I was just saying and saying and saying and... I, I don't know what happened when I was saying that verse of the Bible, suddenly the temptation just mm, leave. Wow. Mm -hmm. So That's I good. think it's good for you to take that. I can give you that verse. Yes. I'm going to give it to you today. If you want to just repeat it and repeat it every time you feel James 1.12, you said, right? Yes. I think that's a good point too. Uh, in high school, I did a lot of Bible quizzing. And so... I was one of those that was like really good at memorizing scripture. And even now, like I can recall some of that scripture yeah. and it helps me through, through whatever I'm going through a lot of times. And I think what, you, I mean, we've said these like super Sunday school answers, right? Like, like reading the Bible, but when you read the Bible and then start applying it and like memorizing it, then that comes up in your everyday life. And it's, and it's able to saturate your life with that truth. And I think that's very, that's a very, powerful tool to use against temptation also like you're saying this is awesome i mean you we were just talking about these are serious uh spiritual ways to tackle uh some of these temptations you know in the article and again encourage you to read that but in the article he, he also gives some of those but he also says stuff like have a real day off every week exercise Learn to say no, just what you were talking about, uh, mm -hmm. Natalie, earlier, right? Develop other leaders. I liked that. Mm -hmm. You know, when you start to invest in other people, that helps you, right? Own a servant's heart, he says. Intentionally express your love. There's other, other things that he just talks about that are remedies for these temptations. Really super practical. And uh, we've heard from James 1.12. I think a good way to end is to also read from 1 Corinthians 10.13 says, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. That is a promise. Uh, he is saying, temptation, if you have temptation, welcome to the club. You're never going to get rid of temptation in uh -huh. itself, mm -hmm. but you don't have to fall. I have provided a way out and I will help you to stand up under that, you know? So I think that's great. Emily, if they would like to continue to, to ask questions about this article or, or talk with us, where can they find us? Find our Facebook page at the Worthless Servants Podcast. You can find all of the episodes of this podcast on www.mesoamericagenesis.org under the podcast tab. You can also give us a follow on Spotify. Yes. Subscribe, rate, review. I hear that on all of my podcasts. Please, <laughs> please remember to do it. It really does make a difference. We are the Worthless Servants and I'm Scott Armstrong. I'm AJ Fry. I'm Emily Armstrong. I'm Natalie Franco. And I'm Chelsea Fry. And we'll talk with you next time. For more information, visit us on Facebook or at MesoAmericaGenesis.org.